It is well. Because you have a well inside you. It is well. Because you have a well inside you. It is well. Because you have a well in you. He's uncovering your wells for the gushing geyser of his love to pour out of you. There's a bunch of verses I want to get into right now as we unlock your love and as you awaken in divine love in the glory of God. But we're going to start with the glory and the fire first because it's a season of awesome glory and awesome fire, the fire of His love, the peace of His glory, the joy of His glory, laughing, celebrating, every single person interested in these things of the divine nature of Christ of the Holy of Holies nature of Jesus will receive them this season. It's no holds bar. It's everything open and available. All the religious blockages, all the poverty blockages, all the principality, power, throne, dominion, spiritual wickedness blockages are being burned away right now for you to receive whatever you want. Smorgasbord, feast, open table, open feasting, as much Revelation of divine love is you on every day. That's the children's bread. That's the healing of the children. The children of God. Every Christian, every Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. Everyone who believes in Jesus has an open feast available to them of the revelation of divine love and the presence, the richest measure of the divine presence of divine love. There is nothing richer you start giving this love out to people, it's extravagant, it's mind-blowing, it's intoxicating. It's extremely, extremely rich. He has saved the best wine, meaning the best experience of the Father's love for last. Wine represents love in the Bible like 25 times. So he saved the best wine for last, meaning the strongest experience the richest measure of the divine presence will be felt by you and I. And we're going to get so strengthened in our hearts with this rich wine that other people will feel it too and the brides-to-be become mature lovers living under the apple tree, cuddling with Jesus for eternity. Let's go, somebody. It's a love harvest. Psalms 50, verse 3. Passion. With the rumble of thunder he approaches. He will not be silent. For he comes with an ear-splitting sound. Come on. All around him are furious flames of fire. And preceding him is the dazzling blaze of his glory. Think about that. Furious flames of fire, dazzling blaze of his glory, and ear-splitting sound. Does that sound like revival to you? That sounds like the marriage supper of the Lamb. You think marriage supper of the Lamb is going to be... Just all nice and proper, suit and tie. Come on, somebody. It's a love feast. It'd be the craziest thing the earth has ever drank. Psalm 78, 14. By day the moving glory cloud. Come on. The moving glory. Just say it out loud. Moving glory cloud. That's who you are in Christ. Led them forward. And all through the night the fire cloud. Say fire cloud. Fire cloud. That's who you are at night. Stood as a sentry of light. You are a cloud by day, and you are a fire by night. If you're spiritually minded and awakened by love and living as 
a spirit and not a flesh. <clears throat> Revelation allows you to live in the divine nature, God is spirit, temples of the Holy Spirit. Revelation unlocks your heart, circumcises your heart, burns up your brain, cleanses your conscience so that your mind is tapped into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in you and the kingdom of heaven in you and the garden of Eden within you and eternity within your spirit so that you're not in the curse of the natural dimension with your soul attached to demons. You have to get this. You have to wake up to your spiritual ability. And what awakens the spiritual ability? Ability? Knowing and feeling that you're loved. It's very important. You will never awaken in your spirit unless you feel loved. It's important. You're, you have to feel loved. Your mind has to be persuaded. Apostle Paul said, I am fully persuaded that you may become fully... Per There's a full persuasion where your mind is fully convinced that the Holy Spirit is more real than anything else. That Jesus Christ's pleasures are more pleasurable than all the lusts of the flesh and lusts of the eyes. You come to a place of persuasion of these things, being fully persuaded that God has saved His most intoxicating wine for last, and you're going to feel it, you're going to fall in love with it, and you can live in a deeper dimension of God than you've ever known available. You can live pickled in the applesauce of the love apples of the Garden of Eden. Amen. They're called love apples. And some of these love apples, they've been just marinating for you. God's love for you is so intoxicating, so strong. Is anybody receiving that intoxicating strength of His love? Eat a love apple by faith. Song of Songs says several times, love apples. And love apples is all about the fruit of love. And having the love of the Father and the love of the Son become your flesh, your very physical experience, the only thing you're feeling, the only thing your emotions are racing and running on. Imagine having your emotions and your feelings running on love apples from the Garden of Eden. That's where the fruits of the Spirit grow. The fruits of the Spirit are literal fruits, by the way. Literal. <laughs> you go into Eden and there's trees where all your fruit grows because it's all the substance of the glory. So, the, the strongest fruit is the love apple, and there's nothing even close. There's not even a single other fruit mentioned in Song of Songs, in the 8th chapter, just apples. <laughs> because once, once you get on the apples, it's like, ah, an orange is alright, but I mean, kind of like, what, where's the apples? And because love is the strongest hit. Love is a hundred times more intoxicating than joy. Love will completely destroy you for anything else. Just like reading Song of Songs and the Passion will. It will destroy you. And you got Revelation in Isaiah, you got Revelation in Genesis, you got Revelation in Colossians, Philippians, Ephesians, whatever. You start reading Song of Songs, the love increase will raise up all your revelation that you had. Love intensifies revelation. You thought you knew something until you got into a deeper realm of love and it's like a thousand times stronger. Holy crap. You'll be reading the Gospel of John after reading, you know, Song of Songs ten times. You know, it's a different book because you're reading it in the light of His love and you feel loved. You know you're loved. You're intoxicated on love. You've been eating the love apples. You're sitting under the apple tree. Jesus is holding you. Every single one of you. Jesus holds you if you let Him hold you. He wants to hold you. 
He'll hold you forever. He'll never let you go unless you want to go. It's all about falling in love with Jesus. The bride of Christ gets completely transfigured and brings forth the greatest apostolic covering of all time, the love cloud over all nations. That's what we bring forth because we fell in love with Jesus and we learned how to feel His love. We learned how to drink divine love. We got our faith authored and perfected in love. Amen. Psalm 97.3 All around Him burns a blazing glory fire consuming all His foes. Now, listen. We are experts in spiritual warfare. Some of you know what we've been through in full-time ministry. <laughs> there isn't anything we haven't dealt with numerous times. There isn't any principality on planet Earth we haven't dealt with numerous times. You want to know how you win in spiritual warfare? You go up into the realm of love, and they are slaughtered. It is a joke. Jezebel dies like the wicked witch of the east. It melts her. This melts the seven mountains. That's why you find a lot of people in the charismatic church freaking out and manifesting real bad right now because half the crap you learned in the charismatic church just plain wrong. Because Mount Zion melts the seven mountains. I saw it in a vision 11 years ago. I saw the mountain of the Lord rise as chief of all the mountains in the last days, Isaiah chapter 2. I saw that fulfilled 10 years ago in a vision. And it's a mountain of love. And I honestly thought it would melt with the joy glory. Because I didn't have more revelation into the, the peace glory, into the love glory. And he's been growing me in revelations of divine love my whole life. But it hasn't really clicked until this season. This real full experience of love glory. And the joy glory doesn't get it done. The peace glory does not get it done. It does not melt the seven mountains. It does not destroy the horror of Babylon. It does not destroy the principality of Jezebel in America. It does not bring never-ending revival. Otherwise, it would have happened. We've had joy glory for 25 years in North America since Toronto. There's been people in joy glory the whole time. But no revival. Mm -mm. The love glory is the final revival, the revival that never ends. That's what's coming forth now. The love glory of Mount Zion, the overcomers singing the song of Moses, Revelation 15, and the song of the Lamb. The fullness of the apostolic nature of Jesus Christ, which is nothing less than glory love. The oil of love, love glory. Love glory is the song of Moses. That's the apostle nature. Love is the apostolic nature. No one's an apostle unless they have a covering of divine love. His banner over me is love. And there will be a dome of love. Isaiah 4 or 5. All these verses dealing with the canopy and the covering and the apostolic covering and the banner. All that. Every single time in the Bible it's about love. Because that's the apostolic nature. And you grow up into this love and you learn to love. And what comes at you? Every single bit of persecution to try to put out the fire of love. The love of many waxes cold because they're continuously attacked by the enemy. Rivers of persecution cannot put out this fire. When you walk in the genuine fire of agape love and Shekinah fire burning within you, and you love him, and you're not letting him go, you can scorn all persecution as rubbish knowing that these people are demonized. It doesn't matter what people think when you're walking in glory love. You could care less. You're so high on the, all the time. 
But that's what the enemy does to try to shut you from going from glory to glory, revelation to revelation, rising in spiritual elevation to the top of Mount Zion to sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. You realize you've been rising in apostolic grace and apostolic love this entire time to come to the top of Mount Zion? Everyone on the top of Mount Zion is operating in apostolic grace 100%. The bride of Christ is an apostle, the greatest apostle of all time that will cover the earth with the knowledge of the glory as the waters cover the sea. Amen. We manifest this canopy in the apostolic grace of the Lord Jesus as a covering of divine love in the strongest glory. And the cloud of glory will rain the oil of glory. The cloud of glory will speak the words of love as seed. It will rain seed. There will be continuous seed time and harvest. Genesis says, and seed time and harvest remain for eternity. Never goes away. We're just learning the ways of God the Father in a deeper level. We're learning how to sow the seed of the hundredfold glory realm of divine love called the Holy of Holies, the most intimate place of the Father's heart. Yeah. Walking amongst the fiery coals. Amen. Living amongst the seraphim. Exactly like the seraphim. You have a seraphim nature. You do. You have a cherubim nature. That's the fire and glory. Seraphim are the fire angels. Cherubim are the glory angels. Everything about love in the Bible is fire and glory, 100% of the time, not one exception. So don't you think the seraphim and the cherubim are the, are the most used angels for the sons and daughters of the living God? Absolutely true. And you learn how to minister, and you learn how to sow, and you learn how to be in, in the apostolic flow, and you learn how to release the words necessary into people's hearts to cause their wells to be uncapped and uncovered. Amen? The Word of God mixed with all the fire and the glory of the wine and the oil of His passion and His love towards every human spirit. You put it right through their forehead because it has to convince their mind, otherwise they'll just shut it down. Nah. You have to convince their mind, so you put it right on their face. The seraphim fire blowtorches the face. The, the cherubim glory is poured right on the soul, poured right on the brain. And the mind is like, wow, that feels really good. That can't be the devil. You know, fire and glory is everywhere in the Bible. I want some fire and glory. And it goes right in through your soul, and your spirit just... <laughs> and then your spirit gets energized. The cap comes off. You receive love. You feel His love. Your emotions get healed. Your feelings get healed. You get addicted to His love because you're created to live in Eden, the realm of His glory love. And your whole being gets healed. That's ultimate healing. That's how Jesus healed everyone because He was completely in that realm of the Father's glory in perfect love. He looked upon the masses and had compassion and performed miracles. His bowels of compassion were moved when He saw the people disconnected from the realm that His own spirit life was connected to. So when you're so connected to the Father in the connection called the new covenant, the blood covenant of the Lamb's blood, then you can release all the Father's power through love, strength, and power work only through love. That's the bandwidth of your face releasing the power of the Father to perform every healing and miracle needed to heal the nations. That's the covering of love. And it can drip from your cloud. 
You don't even necessarily need to have your body there. This is an atmospheric. This is apostolic. <laughs> the Father's ability does not require your flesh. Because the Father does not have flesh. Come on. He's omnipresent. Oh, Jesus came in the flesh. I'm not the Antichrist. Holy Spirit. The Father is able to do things beyond what your brain is able to understand. You have to come to a place where you're used to getting your mind blown daily by the glory of God. We go from glory to glory, and there's such an acceleration in this love glory. You have to be open to growing. Otherwise, people go away sad saying no to Jesus, no to the next level. I'm not growing anymore. Give me some worldliness, some pleasures of the flesh. Esau with his bowl of soup forfeiting his birthright. You see it every day. You can throw down the soup at any moment. Come right back into the inheritance. This ain't the old covenant. Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 4 or 5. This is a crucial rhema scripture for this season because we, as the friends of the bridegroom and the ministers of the bride of Christ, are manifesting this canopy for the whole planet. The whole planet. The whole new sky will be the covering of love. Isaiah 4.5 says, Then Yahweh will create over all Mount Zion and over every gathering a cloud of smoke by day and a glowing of flaming fire by night. And all this manifestation of dazzling glory will spread over them like a wedding canopy. In the Amplified Classic, it says a canopy of divine love. A wedding canopy, you know, a covering. That's the covering of the bride. That's the train of your robe filling the earth with your glory that's birthed out of intimacy, knowing the bridegroom king in your spiritual heart. Wow. Isaiah 30, 27. Look, here comes Yahweh with His mighty power and glory. He comes in His awesome splendor with thick clouds. Consumed with anger, his lips are filled with fury, and his words are a devouring fire. This love is angry at Satan and his angels. Check out this verse. Matthew 17. Two will be sleeping in bed. One will be taken. One shall remain. Satan is taken. Oneness remains. Come on. He's angry at Satan inside your relationships. He's going to remove Satan. The fire of love removes Satan from relationships. And then you'll have the oneness, which is the unity of the glory of God in your families. Amen. Very important. Because Satan just hates families because it reminds him of God. God's a family man. The angels are like family. The sons are family. Everyone loves each other. It's just perfect unity. That's what heaven's like, on earth as it is in heaven. So he attacks anyone that goes into marriage, anyone that goes into friendship, anyone that goes into ministry and partnership and all of the covenant financial partners. All of that is family and it's kingdom and it's, it's loyalty, it's faithfulness. It's like the kingdom of heaven unit that works in the glory of unity. Unity of the brethren is Satan's worst nightmare. And I'm not talking about unity in doctrine and theology or, you know, some denomination. I'm talking about unity in the glory. I'm talking about unity in the joy and the peace glory. And I'm talking about unity in the Garden of Eden and Song of Songs, intimacy level glory. Unity, everyone on the love apples. Q 
Can you imagine a tribe of Christians, everyone completely, perfectly high in the most high, in the highest glory dimension of love, everyone feasting on love apples from the time they wake up to the time they go to sleep? That's Red Letter Ministries. That's our calling and destiny. To go into that place as a tribe and be so high on love that we can just show every other tribe. This is what's available, guys. This love dimension is, is something to be feared. And it's even worse now that you're coming into unity because you've been eating so much of the love apples of Jesus Christ. You're experiencing so much Eden, paradise, all the time. You have nothing but perfect love for everyone. And there will be misunderstanding because they don't have any purity. To the pure, all things are pure. To the defiled and nasty, everything's defiled and nasty. So you can actually use intimate language and have it be totally sexually pure and actually will enrich your intimacy with Jesus and others with no Im immorality, with no perversion. You'll find people will never experience the glory of God while they're perverted. They'll interpret it carnally. Because love is the greatest glory, and so Satan fills them with perversion and immorality and lust, and the lust in their mind has them interpret it in a fleshly way. But people that are deep, deep in the love glory can use all the crazy language that sounds like lust, but not a drop of lust on it. And people just are stumbling left and right and manifesting their lust demons because you're so pure. You're a white dove that uses a love language. That's what a son of God is. Who's are, who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? They're the love clouds that are so pure, so holy, so virgin-like by intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and brothers and sisters in the overcoming cloud that there's nothing in them that's evil or wicked. So they can use all the realm of communication in purity even for people that would hear it and hear something differently because they hear through the veil of their sin and perversion. People, you notice that some people, I'll say the same words the last 10 years, one person will hear God the Father, the other person hears Satan. Why is that? Because to the impure, all things are impure. If you have a defiled conscience, you have the seat of Satan running your mind and your soul. If you have an unrenewed mind, the things of the higher realms of glory sound like death to you. They sound like death and destruction to you. They do, because they are to the devil. And in the unrenewed mind is the devil's throne. Did you know that? The unrenewed carnal mind is Satan's throne over the earth. Everyone with an unrenewed mind with a, with a dirty conscience is ruled by Satan and his angels to this very second. Only those with a clean conscience that are controlled by Christ and have the mind of Christ are ruled by God the Father's glory. It's all about being transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the water of the Word, living in His virgin, crystal clear living waters that sparkle inside and out, and then having fun and having love feasts with others and going deeper into these realms, spreading them out and making them available over all souls so when they want to repent and rise and come into the realms of healing and love and Eden and paradise, it's open for them. Our job as pioneers and forerunners called the friends of the bridegroom, the sons of God, is to keep the heavens open so anybody can rise who wants to. In the past, the heavens have been so locked down because of principalities, people trying to find love, and they go into, you know, prostitution. Now, let's open the heavens and let them come right into Eden. 
It's time to save the world. You know, you have a mandate on you to save planet Earth. And it's not hard. It's called the gospel. Go and baptize all nations. Okay, Mark 16. Let's just obey that verse. Go and save all nations. So the gospel is a mandate to save the world. Duh. You know, they call it Napoleon complex or something. All these different little names these unbelievers put on actual obedience to the scripture because they haven't sacrificed their heart for God the Father's ability to manifest through them. So, you don't listen to those naysayers, those unbelievers, and those doubters, and those fearers. You just grow in divine love. If you make love a priority, intimacy with Jesus, intimacy with brothers and sisters that are real brothers and sisters, you will grow so fast. You'll be so fulfilled. You'll be promoted so fast. God is looking for lovers who live in the love glory, in the love realm. He can't use people very much to do anything else. Because there's no sauce on it. There's no power on it. It doesn't melt mountains. Principalities aren't threatened. The covering of the fallen angels still over the region after their itinerant ministry came and left. And nothing changed in the atmosphere. Same demon sits over the whole state of whatever. Because they're not even really operating in much. Have so little revelation. They're so low in the spirit. We need to be very, very high in the spirit. Much higher than this. And we're high in the spirit. And we're cleansing the heavens. And we're bringing forth a new sky. And we're going to rain the love glory upon all flesh. And it's going to be awesome. But it's time to accelerate it through everyone who desires more. It's time to really open up the windows of the heavens and bring the rain. It's going to rain the best wine. It's called the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty. But that's only for Satan for us to have oneness. The only pain people experience from the glory of God is the demons that are in them that are dying because of it. That's true. Once you get all the demons out of you and all the demonic influence off your soul, everything in the glory feels like ecstasy, bliss all the time. It is so pleasurable. It's called the garden of pleasure. Eden is the Hebrew word for pleasure. Amen. Glory to God. So the greater glory, people at first will freak out, manifest, but that's part of the process. I freaked out, manifest, I'm still freaking out. Holy Ghost. <laughs> I was freaking out during worship. Ah, melting! It's good. Who cares? Get undone. King David, I will get more undignified than this. Dancing around in his high priestly ephod. That's what we're called to do. We're called to get so whacked out of our minds on the anointing. You know, David walked in the seven spirits of God. Isaiah 11, 2. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord were upon King David. And you have the same seven spirits of God upon your hearts and upon your minds right now. Meaning, if you lean into the anointing in you, that's why a lot of people haven't done it, because you do get undignified. This is, is this even legal? It's going to make me wild. It, you want me to be wild? You want me to be free? Freedom and abundant life? What about all these little lemmings in their little boxes, living in their little you know, sheep sheds? Shouldn't I be just a good boy and a good girl? No. The anointing turns you into a bad boy and a bad girl against everything that has the knowledge of good of Satan's tree in the garden. It turns you into acts calling them renegades. These are the men who turn the world upside down. Renegades. Sounds like a biker gang. Hey Amen. It's worse. It's much worse than the hell's angels. Heaven's angels, the sons of God. The, son, the gods have come down in the likeness of men in Acts. Paul, they called Hermes. Barnabas, they called Zeus, their main god. 
These, they were convinced that God, their God of their whole civilization had, had manifested to them. What kind of men are these? These are men that walk in the love of Jesus. These are men that walk in the glory. These are men that are sanctified in their five physical senses that live out of the spirit dimension of the Holy Ghost more than anything in the natural realm. That have their bowels of compassion opened up to release the glory of God through their faces. We'll end with this. Matthew 17. What is the end result of growing in revelations of divine love? This right here. Then Jesus' appearance was dramatically altered. A radiant light as bright as the sun poured from his face. Poured. Where was it coming from? It was coming from his belly. And he had a radiant, a radiant <laughs> light as bright as the sun pouring from his face. It's called the river of life, people. That's the river. When you're perfectly pure in your heart and you got nothing robbing your confidence, nothing stealing your birthright, you got no little secret bowls of porridge over here, tables of demons you're eating from, and you're all zipped up, all of the Father's glory gets all the way up and pours out your face. Amen? That's why it's worth sacrificing everything for, for the fullness of the Father's glory to pour out of your face. That's why we stop sinning. That's the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, the mountaintop experience. Revelation 15 of those who sing the song of Moses in the Lamb. Every single one of them has the same exact experience. They have the sun pouring out of their face. And his clothing became luminescent, dazzling like lightning. Shaka. Clothed in lightning. What does that mean? Clothed in the hundredfold glory realm. Lightning is of the holy of holies. Clothed in the Father's love and holy of holies power. Clothed in luminescent lightning. How about that for a clothing line? Oh, what do you like to wear? I like to wear luminescent lightning. Where did you get that? The holy of holies inside God in Zion on the top of the mountain. I never take it off. I always wear it. It gets stronger every day. <laughs> like Raiden. <laughs> he was transfigured before his very eyes. God's going to transfigure us before everyone's eyes. You know that? They're going to start seeing it. They're going to start feeling it. They already are feeling it. Most people don't know what's going on. There's, the animals are starting to shake. You know, days of Noah. All of a sudden, the animals knew. Run to the ark. Run to the glory. What, are, what do animals represent? The mark of the animal, or the mark of the beast, the carnal mind. They start to shake, the mind, the animal mind, the brain starts to shake and bake and quake. It starts to feel the rain of divine love, the love and the fire is raining through them, the glory of God's raining through all their animal brains. And they say, something's up, something's up. And they go up. Love causes the harvest. I have loved you with an everlasting love, and by my love I have drawn you. What draws them to the top of the mountain? Love. The, those who've pioneered the love glory, the intimacy glory, the Garden of Eden glory, the apple tree glory, the love feast glory, will cause everyone who loves love to rise in love to be on the top of a mountain in the glory love. 
That's what causes never-ending revival. That's what causes great awakening. Only divine love can awaken the spirit and hatch the flesh off the spirit for the spirit to rise to be with God in glory. And that's what we pray for everyone in the entire world. That their spirit would hatch and they would come out of their bodies and know God face to face. Amen? Not just ideas about Him, not just theology, but the full experience of His glory burning inside their own face. Jesus Christ, Matthew 17, and light like the sun was pouring out of His face. He was face to face with the Father on the inside of His body, out of His inner man, and then went to the mountaintop and talked with the Father face to face. Because your body is a temple of whatever God you serve. So he had God fully in him. And then God fully came to him. On earth as it is in heaven. Perfect synchronicity. That's how we will all know the Father face to face first on the inside. Then on the outside. Oh, it's going to thunder. It's going to lightning. It's going to cover the earth. Those that know the Father within them will do great exploits. It's the time of the greater works, the Lord said during worship. And greater works will you do because I go to the Father, John 14, 12. These are the greater works, the works of love, the works of raising nations from the dead by baptizing them in the fire of divine love on mountaintop Mount Zion love and melting away all the seven mountains of the enemies of Mount Zion's love into the lake of fire. And only one mountain of love shall remain and we shall have unity of the brethren in the glory love in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you'd like to give a love offering, you can donate at brethrenman.com. Otherwise, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We love you. Be blessed. Amen. Glory.